It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Hey everyone, this is the Vice Guide to Right Now, your inside look into the best of Vice. It's Wednesday, May 16th. I'm Chris Hurdy. Today we're going to hear about a Palestinian and Syrian-American chef and the intense racist backlash she faced after opening a bakery in Oakland. Today, Palestinians are mourning the 60-some Gaza residents who were killed yesterday by Israeli forces during protests coinciding with the opening of the U.S. Embassy in Jerusalem. And the killings marked a level of bloodshed that hasn't been seen in Gaza since 2014. So with this on our minds, we wanted to highlight a story about how the conflict has affected people right here in the U.S. In May 2017, Reem Asil opened an Arab bakery in Oakland's diverse Fruitvale neighborhood called Reem's. She's Palestinian and Syrian-American, and inside the bakery, there was a mural of a Palestinian activist named Oda, who was tortured into confessing to a bombing that killed two Jewish college students in Jerusalem in the 60s. So for Reem, Oda is a symbol of resistance and an inspiration, but the mural set off a lot of backlash, particularly from groups of right-wing Zionists. There were protests outside of her bakery, and Reem was sent hate mail, even death threats. Despite this, Reem has persevered as an Arab chef in the U.S. and even received a James Beard nod. But it hasn't been easy. So here's Vice's Ankita Rao speaking with journalist Lena Trevetti-Grenier about the story. We're here to talk about Chef Reem Asil, who opened an Arab bakery two years ago in Oakland, California. And it's a particularly interesting time to talk about her because she is herself a Palestinian and Syrian-American woman. And just yesterday, dozens of people were killed in Palestine. So it's on a lot of our minds. How have the kind of politics around where she's from played into her career? Well, she she started out as a community and labor organizer, and she's she's always been really passionate about speaking out against injustices like in Palestine. So the way she really wanted to bring this forward recently was through the world of food. And she did that by opening up an Arab bakery in Oakland. Um, and she, she really wanted it to double as an intersectional community meeting space, so a space where anyone of any religion or race could be accepted. And what kind of things did she go through to set up this space? Well, so to start the space, she she basically she started as a pop up uh, featuring at different farmers markets. And then she paired with a local incubator program called La Cocina. And they helped her just get her venture off the ground and gave her support. Now, once she actually opened her brick and mortar, which happened last May, she was immediately inundated with one-star Yelp reviews and death threats and protests from right-wing Zionists that were really racist in nature. They were really upset because she has a mural in the bakery of a Palestinian activist uh, by the name of Razmea Oda. And this activist was tortured into confessing to a bombing that killed two Jewish students in Jerusalem in the 1960s. Uh, so 
that's what they were really upset about. And uh, these protesters, they were calling uh, Asil anti-Semitic, Jew killer. There were Yelp reviews that read, the only good Arab is a dead Arab. And this backlash really has continued for the better part of a year. And how did she respond to those? Because obviously she's still running this cafe and speaking out. So what was her reaction? Well, I mean, it was a lot of pressure on her because, as many people know, opening a restaurant of any type is a really stressful time. And to have this added kind of backlash on, it was just really intense for her. But what she did was she reached out to local uh, community groups and ally organizations to help her deal with the backlash. And so she had people who were helping her monitor her social media feeds, who were reaching out to Yelp to report any racist reviews. And she had people showing up that helped her kind of manage the protests and make sure they didn't go forward into anything violent. And how has she taken that forward? What kind of things does the cafe do now sort of on a regular basis to cultivate some of the things that she stands for? Well, they they try to hold a lot of different community events there. So recently there was a Palestinian teen in Israel that was jailed. Her name is Ahed Tamimi, and she held a symbolic birthday party at her restaurant for that. She also, on her social media, she's very active and kind of tweets about, you know, supporting immigration and supporting DACA recipients. So she's, she's really trying to just create an environment where people of any background feel like they are accepted and welcome there. There's a lot of people who say that when it comes to things like food or sometimes music, that the politics can sort of take over. And there's there's people who don't want there to be such a mix between activism and food, even though it is kind of inherently political. Where does this lie in sort of how much of her energy goes towards the food and what she's making and what she's creating in the cafe and how much of the energy goes toward the community that she's trying to create? That's a good question. As you mentioned, food is definitely political, especially when it comes to Arab communities and the Palestinian community. Uh, so she's she tries to make it an even split between the two, but there's been times, especially when she first opened, where just you know standing up for herself and what she believes in kind of overtook dealing with the restaurant, and it it definitely suffered a little bit in the beginning. Uh, her leadership took a hit. The uh, Uh, staff's morale was definitely brought down by all of the protests and the death threats. Uh, But as she has gone on, she's realized that she finds more power by speaking out for what she believes in. And, And that's really how she has come to find comfort and healing against all of this backlash that she's dealt with. So there's a few pictures of the food she makes, and it all looks incredible. What kind of food is this and what does it mean to the community in Oakland? So the food that she makes, it's Arab in general, and it's specifically centered around a flatbread called manouche. And so she has many different forms of the manouche. There's some that's topped with sitar and tomatoes and cucumbers. There's some that's topped with cooked lamb mixture. She has uh, different Arab baked goods and sweets that she offers. And the, the community that she's in, it's located in Fruitvale, the Fruitvale neighborhood of Oakland. And it's a very um, 
heavy Latin American community. And so she was very conscious that she was trying to work into this community that already had a very distinct personality. And the way she's done that is she's made it really accessible to anyone, especially if they're unfamiliar with Arab cuisine. And that means uh, she's made the menu very easy to understand. She offers a variety of price points so that anyone in the neighborhood can come in and enjoy it and access it all. As you mentioned in your article, she's an incredibly resilient person. Uh, Not only did she open the bakery, but she went on to get a James Beard Award and now in April has opened a new restaurant. How has she emerged from this hateful rhetoric that she's gone through and what is she looking forward to now? So basically, it's really made her feel empowered Uh, as an activist uh, and a member of the Arab community. She found that the more she spoke out, the more power she had in controlling the narrative of Arab cuisine. And that's something she's really passionate about. And she plans on expanding that by expanding her business. She wants to have almost like a pantry where she can sell different products that she uses. She's told me she's interested in starting a Zatar farm that's going to be run by local refugees. So she's just really excited about where she can take her brand. Can you tell us a little bit more about her fine dining restaurant? She has a fine dining restaurant that she recently opened with Chef Daniel Patterson's restaurant group. And it's basically a fine dining concept around Arab cuisine. Uh, and I'm I'm not aware of this existing elsewhere in the country. It might, but as far as I know, she's one of the first to do it. Um, and it's more like, whereas her bakery is very casual, this is like a sit-down restaurant that has really craft cocktails and, you know, explores the concept of Arab hospitality, which is something they're very proud about, and puts it into the form of a fine dining restaurant. Check out the full story, go to munchies.vice.com. Thanks for listening. And tune in again on Monday for another Vice Guide to Right Now. Even on a budget, quality is non negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.